0: Sci-fi exterminate
1: computer status report don't blink don't even blink blink and you're dead
2: no
0: saturday night recorded live
3: and we know what that means because when we hear that on saturday nights at eight o'clock live from area 51 i am the dome welcoming you to sci-fi saturday night and we have a show chock filled with chocolatey goodness today <laughs> From the Austin Brighton Hellmouth in Massachusetts, we have Criana.
1: Bazinga. (laughs) I had to get it in first.
3: From the Four Color Vault of of Comics, we have in Manchester, New Hampshire, we have Illustrator X and the Dead Redhead. Mm -hmm. Mansquito. (laughs) Skeeto. (laughs) Bazinga! And from Erie, Indiana, we have Awake by Java.
0: And I'm sipping on a nice vodka tonic.
3: <laughs> oh, smart man. Smart man. Here, here. I'm sitting here with a bottle of Fuji water. Uh, we have two guests with us tonight as well from Double Midnight Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire. The ever popular, the omnipresent, Chris Pro. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing
0: pretty well. How are you guys doing?
3: Well, uh, we're not drunk yet, so we're doing pretty well, actually. Bazinga! <laughs> <Wow. Sorry>. Bazinga! <laughs> and joining us for the full hour, but basically for the second half of the show, uh, we have Scott Langender, a gentleman artist who you may well know uh, from the series Atomic Robo. Scott, how you doing?
4: Ah, uh, good, I pre-gamed. I'm drunk already, so let's go. Awesome. Here here.
3: Awesome. <laughs> um, let's start off with some television today because uh, you know, with the Olympics and all and 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 you know Jay and Dave kissing and making up, television's kind of sucked. Um, <laughs> especially for genre TV, the human target, I'm five episodes into it, and I'm done.
5: You why did you do that
6: to yourself?
5: Why did you go to five? We gave it up after the first one. Well, I saw.
3: Here's why. I mean, X, you gotta you gotta know the source material for the human target is awesome.
6: Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, the the, the comic back in the '70s. It was a great comic. That uh, was. And you just was. Keep waiting. <laughs> Um, no, you know what? No, it's Back in the 70s, of. DC had another great series called Swamp Thing. Doesn't mean Return of the Swamp Thing's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank
3: God.
6: Adrian mean- Barbo was awesome. Don't you dare. Don't you dare oh, diss no, you're, you're talking Bar- about the... You're just, you're just talking about Swamp Thing. I, there was a sequel because that was such a well-received film.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so many unanswered questions.
6: Oh, my point you being, life it. is too short. for to two electric beds. boogaloo? Uh. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I think an electric boogaloo showed up towards the end. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness. But <laughs> no, no, I, mean, I, I just have kept... notes. I just kept it's waiting like for to about it to get better. Gotcha. <The> <laughs> <zig-bang>. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm. You know, you are far more charitable than I am. I'm sorry. I'm, we saw the first episode. What? Within ten minutes, it's like, okay, that one's the killer. This yeah. is how it's going to end. Yep. Bang. There's no character development. Mm-hmm. I mean, sci-fi fans nowadays. A
5: little more sophisticated. We've
6: grown up with with better shows. We want our character development. Hmm.
5: I'm sorry. But Unless Boy, we're looking at series the
6: about she atomic was
4: robots. Objective.
1: Well, I, would, well, yeah, I would, would settle for boobs, but.
4: <laughs> 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 you, you know what? You know what makes Human Target sort of watchable? The fact that it has Chee McBride in it.
1: Exactly. Well, no, he's
5: oh, a cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love that actor so much, but we had oh, yeah. Boston Pub went under. Then we had pushing boobs. Um, Pushing Daisies, which was one of my favorite shows of all time that got
1: killed way oh, too early.
5: Thank God. You're the, you're
4: the only person I know. You're the only person I know who loves that show. Well, I, really? I love no, Pushing I- Daisies. That
1: was an excellent show. Oh, I yes. love that show. Yeah, I, I thought it was
4: fantastic. You
1: just have bad friends, apparently. I'm <laughs> apparently. surprised. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry,
1: really? That gets annoying. <laughs>
5: But every time Cheyenne McBride is on something, it gets canceled.
6: Yeah,
4: he is the kiss of death. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's the Ted McGinley of our generation. Ted McGinley, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) He's just, he's too good for television. That's all.
3: So, so, I mean, Smallville, which I refuse to watch. Somebody tells me he's actually been
5: good. good. Okay
6: the The two hour justice society of america oh, was, was was bad. the word I described was reverent. I mean Jeff Johns wrote it first of all, and there 's a guy who knows what superheroes are about right. um, that was absolutely amazing, but even last night 's episode wasn 't bad
5: last night 's episode was okay and I mean, compared to what they were showing last season either it's the whole Joss Whedon thing that they heard that this is the last season so they decided to just throw everything out and just put the good stuff in or, or I don't know the writers got new meds or something I don't know
3: it's either way possible. it is proven
6: to hell it's frozen over because <laughs> yeah, pretty much you know, pretty pretty much so how did I mean, 2010 you know, start sci-fi well Smallville was good He's like oh my god!
4: <laughs> Those 2012 I predictions mean, must be true then.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then, you, then you expect the bazinga that just doesn't come.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, I'm and I'm really just so disappointed with what they've done with Caprica that uh, now there's just not there's just not enough. Uh, Antidepressants in the world to get me to watch it.
6: No, now, see, do- I would say that about Galactica. I, I actually think Caprica's more uplifting.
3: Oh my God. <laughs> You've definitely
6: needed, had a med
3: change, haven't you?
6: It's like, it's like can- well, you know, we've been, we just had, we've had eight seasons of, of what? Kafka. Now we've moved on to Salinger. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not full saying
3: much. Dead. Exactly. They're both dead. Thank you.
2: You bet your pointed ears I am.
3: It's it's, (laughs) just—it's you know. Lately, genre TV isn't a lot of fun. It isn't a lot of fun. And V's coming back. Oh Oh boy!
5: Really? Really, Why?
6: Uh,
1: Is that Spacinga? I'm waiting uh, for it. It Just isn't coming. Lame.
6: (laughs) Well. Uh, you know, now to balance all of that off, you see, Roger Corman is going to be making Sharktopus, <laughs>
5: movie
2: <for> the Sci Fi <laughs>
6: Network.
5: Yes,
1: well, I did. That's just
6: awesome. So,
3: no, anything by Roger Corman is by very, it's very definition awesome when you're chemically altered.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> when are well, when isn't be one chemically
2: altered?
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> mm. Yeah, but that's a we good have point. Now? <laughs> will, we ha- will we have Sharktopus versus Mansquito? That would be awesome. Are you kidding me? That would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all
3: right. I'd get Ginka right that back. Yeah,
5: we would.
3: <laughs> Definitely. All, right, all, all of our listeners out there want you to write into yeah. the Sci Fi Network.
6: Yeah. all ten of Just you. Just for this week, stop, <laughs> stop writing that you want Firefly back. Just for this week.
1: Ten is generous. This week I want
3: you to write as many emails and, and snail mails as possible. Snark, shark, top, sharktopus versus man skeeto. <laughs> <Shark-topus. laughs> I kind of like sharktopus better, but
6: sharktopus <laughs> versus man skeeto. With a special guest appearance Man-pies. by Alf. Oh, <laughs> huh, boy! has not tentacles!
5: Ah. <laughs> Bazinga!
4: So, <A> Shark... <laughs> shark has a cat. i can try and eat it. There you go. Well, so now Perfect. on to science
6: fiction. Scott, we understand you do this series called Atomic Robo, and it's very dystopian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dick, dick the world. We'd like you to describe it in great detail and how we're all going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs>
4: Yeah, well, you know, Philip K. Dick is kind of like the Dorothy Hamill of our world, really. He's he's he's, he's the lighter <laughs> side of things. We're uh, yeah, yeah, we're taking you know, we're taking. A new <sighs> oh. I don't even know where to run with this. <laughs> don't
3: don't drop it and let it hit the floor. All right. <laughs> okay, on our website, <laughs> we're going to be posting a link to some <laughs> hot chicks from French and Caprica. Uh that are on yes. sci ficom dot com. My
1: favorite uh,
3: for all the leering people out there. And what is this I hear that oh, NASA all has all the
6: leering people. people? He says with such respect to our listeners. <laughs> oh That's you leering like operating <laughs> people all, all of those who love skin in in the red dress passport. are
3: gonna love these. NASA in its latest bid to make itself relevant once again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Woke the shuttle crew to the think firefly
1: Woo! <laughs> That's kind of awesome.
3: <laughs> I agree. I mean, you know, I'm I'm so
6: pissed off at the administration they wake up and it's like, "Oh my god, We've gone back in time. It's 2005.
4: <laughs> well, it's Iris. The show was canceled. <laughs> <No, laughs> <no,
5: laughs> ironic, the show was canceled, and the shuttle program's being Nara canceled. So and, yeah.
3: Exactly. That's my point. We've now canceled <laughs> They needed the Nara
5: to pick them up. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Hello. Can you imagine <laughs> if... It was- it was her voice waking them up after the theme. I mean, you know.
4: I always like the uh, the annoying mechanic best. Oh, she
5: was, was her name? Kaylee?
4: Kaylee. Yeah, Kaylee, that's I it. Yeah. Her.
3: Kaylee.
4: She then mm. Kaylee
3: the mechanic nymphomaniac. She was great. She
4: was yeah. 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 Way better than Nora. <laughs>
3: <Yep>. <laughs> well. Way way less expensive. Let's put it that way.
4: Oh yeah, that's
3: true. Yeah, she was a cheap date. Yeah, yeah. she was a great cheap date.
6: <laughs> wow. Okay. You see, X, TV land. You put if up you don't sometimes... give us good sci-fi, we have to make our own fun here. <laughs>
3: Clearly, we're
6: doing it. <laughs> okay, uh, we... some care about this Palestinian group. What's that all about? Why are we talking yeah, about that a was, Palestinian? Was, because if you looked in the news yesterday, uh, there's a Palestinian group having uh, border skirmishes with the Israelis, which is nothing new. For two thousand years, right. it's nothing new. But this right. group is dressing up like the Navi tribe from Avatar. <laughs> it's all over the internet. If you go look, you will see blue Palestinians uh, all over the internet.
1: That's really And what I just say. they're just
6: like. They're just like we are just like in Avatar and the Israelis are the horrible space marines.
4: Well why didn't why didn't they just oh say they oh were like the, they were like the native Americans and Dancing with wolves then because that's all the uh, There we go. Because it's the same that's all thing the because are. none of
6: them look like Kevin because <laughs> none of them look like Kevin Costner but they all have blue paint.
1: Yeah, I was going to say they have <laughs> Well, none,
6: none of them blue look paint. like Sigourney
0: Weaver either. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. I know. Uh, Please leave our national treasures alone. Oh my god.
6: So um I I just thought that was really interesting.
1: Where do we go? You
6: know, it's like where do we go from here? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We well, the only place we can't go to comic books. Chris, what's going on in the world (laughs) of comics? Save
0: us. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? Um well um the big, uh, the big kickoff this year was uh, Marvel's big event, uh, Siege, uh, started about at the beginning of the year, um, kind of culminating a big uh, bunch of storylines um, that's been going on in Marvel for a while and uh, kind of gearing things towards uh, what, what they're calling the heroic age, uh, which is going to go in the, uh, in the spring. But it's basically Norman Osborn and now his evil Avengers have decided to storm Asgard um, and fight all the Norse gods. And it's, uh, so far two issues in it's, uh, fairly action packed. Um, usually, uh, Marvel does like eight issues for a, a mega crossover and it kind of gets drawn out. And by the end, everybody's just like, I'm just ready for it to be done. Um, but they've moved over to like a four issue, um, format. So like, I think they're, they're, um, you know, bringing out the action. And, uh, so far there's uh, been a lot happening. So, um, it's been pretty good so far and, uh, people seem to be digging it. Um, but yeah, uh, hey Chris, that's like the big thing
5: going on. Yeah. Chris, um, without giving anything yes. away, because we don't want to do that, um, what what are they doing to poor Bob? I really like Bob's character, and they're like really messing with him.
6: Which one? The Sentry.
0: The Sentry. Um, uh, I don't know. Um. Not a huge fan of Sentry. Um, I liked him when he first came out, but he's just getting too powerful, and uh, I don't know what, how they're gonna they're gonna take mm-hmm. him down. Um, but uh, I think there's gonna be some kind of mystic mumbo jumbo or something they're gonna pull out of their hat, and uh, some kind of be some kind of mystic weapon or something, because they are fighting in Asgard. So um, maybe they'll pull oh. something out of their hat and take him down that way. I,
1: like how you that, say that I don't think there's anybody. Hmm. Yeah, you
0: know, I don't know.
6: Hey, Chris, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, let he's me like ask It's crazy. You, you know, Marvel's yep. doing the whole thing with siege right now, and DC 's got Blackest night, and I know Marvel is is like you said, they're specifically leading up to the heroic age uh, DC after, after they get rid of Blackest Night, will be doing brightest day. Do you think this is like just finally the turning point and they're going to just uh, we won't see any more? So called dark comics for a while. It seems that dark storylines.
2: Woo! Nice reaction. reaction. Last... <laughs> <Thank you>.
6: <laughs> <laughs> We're coming like. back to more fighter stuff, funny animals, and uh, pet avengers and that sort of thing.
0: <laughs> pet avengers? I mean, for the past couple of years, they've been going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more pet Avengers. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's been it's been really dark over the past couple of years, and of just people dying, people getting you know violated and you know ripped apart, you know. Yeah, you know, dark Avengers and dark this, dark this, dark that, dark rain. You know, it's uh, getting a little crazy. So and I think they had like dark. X Men
3: was one of my yeah. favorites, though. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Well, that's like kind of like a side thing, you know. So, uh, you know, that has got that whole, like, you know, the X-Men and um, Spider-Man and Punisher. And my favorite was Daredevil Noir because, you know, you, you don't get more noir than Daredevil Noir. So. <laughs> yeah, pretty
2: much. Daredevil
5: Noir.
6: Chris, let me ask you, what, as a store owner, I mean, you, see, you yep. get to see everything that comes through every week. What are the what are the yeah. comics that you still get excited for? Where it's like, ah, it's Wednesday and the latest issue of so and so is here. Um, well, Chris, don't get uh, like you I mean, aside well, that, from Atomic Robo, of course.
4: <laughs>
6: I was going to say, no is,
4: pressure.
2: That's
4: it. <laughs> yeah, but we we don't, we don't come out
2: it's every month,
0: so. <laughs> Which, I, which I'll which i give it a give I'll give it a plug, uh the uh, the new issues out this week, this Wednesday. Uh Atomic Robo and uh, Revenge of the Vampire Dimension. Everybody should that, that was up. a revenge.
4: Uh, <laughs> I, no, I couldn't remember the name uh, of no, I couldn't I, remember I, I, the name I, of it. I have it right here in front of me. <laughs> your <so>. publisher changed to <laughs> last minute. It, it's
1: it's it's return of the robo now. Didn't you know that? Oh
4: wait, like, Oh excellent. <laughs> Know,
0: as far as comics, <laughs> comics, I get pumped up for. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm liking the Siege because I'm I'm not a, a Dark Avengers guy, so I'm ready for like the real Avengers to come back. And uh, I thought the uh, the ending of Siege Two was pretty cool. Um, I won't give away that, but it, oh it my god, good, yes, you know big action thing. So, um, that, and I'm the total like green lantern geek. So, um, any, anything green lantern, um, I'm always up for. Um, but then, you know, I'm always interested in checking out, uh, smaller books too. Um, one of my favorites is, uh, unwritten by vertigo, um, which, uh, is oh. become like, a it's, uh, one that a lot of people are catching on to now that the, uh, the trade paperback is out for the first, uh, first volume, um, um, Could you describe it? Issues, to... and it's like 10 bucks. Yeah, it's, um, What's it about? it's basically, uh, yeah, it's about a guy who is, his father is an author. He authored a series um, called Tommy Taylor, The Boy Wizard, kind of like a, a Harry Potter esque type series. And uh, his name is Tom Taylor, so everybody kind of associates him with the book. And, um, one day his father just disappears and he's kind of just living off the royalties of the book and, you know, some odd stuff starts happening to him, like from the book, like, you know, like a flying cat shows up and, you know, this girl shows up and she's like, no, you really are Tommy Taylor. So he's kind of on this new, uh, you know, all this weird stuff is happening to him. It's only, I think it's like maybe 10 issues in so far, um, but it's really great, um, reading for anybody that's into like Harry Potter esque type stories and literary it's a lot of literary references and uh, it's something that, that, that I think it appeals to just about everybody. So I think that's why people are getting getting on the bandwagon right now with it. So
1: Nice Dome you should pull a link to that so we can link that on our show notes because that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds like something I'd yep. be interested in picking up.
3: Okay, mm-hmm. cool. That's... I will do that.
1: And we'll have the opportunity to do that yep. probably at Con, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, it's definitely. You know, Hopefully, on uh, March
3: fourteenth,
0: at Nashua, New Hampshire. mean mm-hmm. yeah. Nashua, New Hampshire. Could you give us a at plug, the Radisson? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the Grand State Comic Con, uh, March fourteenth at uh, the, the uh, Radisson in uh, Nashua. It's um, our first time doing the the show in Nashua. We've done uh, many in Manchester and Concord, and uh, we figured we give Nashua a shot. And uh, we were at the Radisson, which is like a big castle-y-looking building uh, right off of of the highway. And uh, even inside, it's kind of castle-esque, so it's got like a nice atmosphere to it. And, um, you know, we're going to have dealers and artists. Uh, Our special guests are uh, Walt Flanagan of uh, Kevin Smith's Askew fame. Um, He's uh, also doing the art on a couple of uh, Kevin Smith's uh, Batman miniseries. And then uh, we also have Scott Wagner um, here on the call um, and Brian Clevenger, uh, uh, both of Atomic Robo. So we're bringing them together uh, up here in New England. So uh, we're, we're pumped for that. And,
1: and, you, uh, forgot like and hmm? you forgot your very specialist guest. You forgot your
0: very specialist guest. Very special guest of uh, Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Exactly. <laughs>
4: yeah,
1: I, I think it's safe to say we're your most special.
4: <laughs> In a short
2: special bus kind one. of way, right? I
1: was,
6: yeah, I was going to say, we're going to take a <laughs> short bus there.
2: <laughs> I'm right bringing out. my helmet. Go. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to draw a
0: brain
6: and a bus logo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we
0: have parking for you right
1: up front. So. Yay. We always have such
0: Woo-hoo. a good time yeah. at Granite Con.
1: Yeah,
0: so it should be a good time. No. So.
6: Thank you. Awesome. Well, definitely, so definitely Scott... Be looking forward to being there. Yeah. I
1: mean, we're going to have all sorts so of cool Scott, stuff to give away and stuff. Tell
6: <laughs> us about this new... Tell us new about the new Atomic Robo book that will be for sale at the, uh, the Granite State Comic-Con.
4: <laughs> and in all fun right. stores everywhere. Uh, yes, yes. Starting this Wednesday. Yeah, uh, so... As as Chris mentioned, Atomic Robo and the Revenge. I think we decided on of the Vampire Dimension. <coughs> yeah. uh, like I said,
2: message, so.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I was telling them earlier, Chris, before you decided, I'm a little little wonky on the name thing because the uh, the name got the name of the whole miniseries got changed as a mistake at the last minute. It was supposed to be Atomic Robo and Other Strangeness because it's a it's a grab bag miniseries. It's kind of like the first miniseries with a whole bunch of unrelated stories. Um, but it's basically, we're taking a look at the busiest week in Robo's life. Um, it starts off with, uh, the invasion of the revenge of the vampire dimension where someone once again accidentally opens up the gateway to the vampire dimension in the middle of Tesla Dyne and Robo and Jenkins and everyone has to stop it. Um, it also <laughs> happens to be one of the, ac- one of the action scientists. Actually, we have a lot of action scientists in this one. Now that I think about it. Um, everyone liked the action scientists from Volume One, and then we just haven't had a chance to use them for anything. So we're using them for Free Comic book Day this year, and we put them into into this volume. And one of the ones that the, the action scientists that people liked was Bernard, who was this kind of cowardly bald guy with glasses, who really shouldn't have been out in the field where with all the monsters and the bad stuff. He should have just been working quietly in the laboratory somewhere. And so. This issue is his first day on the job and kind of explains how he ended up accidentally becoming um, one of the field scientists for Tesladyne. Um, and then we hop over to Japan where we make fun of everything we grew up with as kids. The gacha men, power rangers, and, you know, giant kaiju monsters and all that fun stuff. Um, Yay! Robo gets to, yeah, Robo gets to bitch about the square cube law again and how it never seems to apply his reality.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Excellent. That's
0: great.
4: <laughs> and right now, I'm about halfway through the third issue where we uh, come back and expand upon the Dr. Dinosaur story for that we did for Free Comp Day last year, um, which uh, I'm kind of hating because I, uh, I, I hate Dr. Dinosaur. <laughs> uh, everyone loves him except for me because you know what? No one has to draw him except for me. So I, I, can't, yeah, I can't stand him. <laughs> uh, the dialogue is hysterical, but uh, it's it's very interesting. Uh, and I forget how so, we're wrapping. Up. Oh, I'm not so allowed to say how kids. We're it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
6: When you meet Scott yeah, Wagner at of- Granite Con and Boston <laughs> Comic Con, ask for your sketches of Doctor Dinosaur. We'd
4: <laughs> 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 be happy to draw them. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. And- commission- <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Dinosaur commissions are they're they're twice as much and half as small. So. You can do that if you want. <laughs> oh. In keeping with the
3: uh, comic book uh, vein that we're in today, as opposed to the artery, uh, it's time for <laughs> trivia. Oh, is it? <laughs> well, we
1: have- it
3: is. It is.
1: Well, Scott, what do we have to away this week? Go ahead, Scott. Why don't you announce what we're going to oh. give away?
4: This week we have um, a copy of my uh, Killer of Demons trade paperback, which is a. Uh, Comedy horror book. I guess if you took uh, Shaun of the Dead and Office Space and crammed them together into one story, that's kind of what Killer Demon (laughs) did. It's the best way to describe it. Okay,
0: and
3: to win tonight's trivia, you simply have to be logged into our website, www.scifysaturdaynight.com, and answer the following simple comic book question. Superman had various pets. What's the name of the super monkey this. from the comic book series? And the first person to answer that correctly will win Scott's trade paperback.
1: And that is up on our website right now. And uh, first person to comment on our website will win.
4: Well, first person with the correct answer.
1: Well, Sure.
3: But yeah, we, we, we do need the correct answer.
1: <laughs> Bazinga! So Scott,
3: <laughs> yeah. So Scott, you're going to be doing a uh, a uh, panel discussion at GraniteCon. That's what I'm told. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but no That's one bad. has actually told me what yeah, it's about. they are going to tell you guys on all things atomic robo nerdy stuff, you know, geek stuff, and you know, just uh, you know, riff and have a good time, you know, cool. Us, uh, we're cool. background on robo and. You know what you guys have plans, and you know what all the secrets. You know,
4: (laughs) the secret is we have no idea what's going on, and we make it up as we go day to day.
1: You're not supposed to admit that. It's
6: the best way to do it, isn't it? Fun. (laughs) You know, I gotta say, you guys have created. You've, you and a very few other creators have come up with this subgenre of. The hero that go- the same hero that goes on for at least a hundred years because Atomic Robo is a lot like Hellboy is a lot like uh, Alan mm-hmm. Moore's Tom Strong and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen oh, where Tom you've so. got these oh yeah I think great <laughs> yeah one of my favorites <laughs> yeah you've got the same <laughs> character though but it's like here's this character and here's a story from when he was in 1958 and 1913, he did this. And in 1979, Yeah, right, 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 absolutely. You know, and it's like, mm-hmm. you, you didn't really see this until like over the past 10, 15 years. Um, you know, it's such a nice breath of fresh air from the traditional, um, either angst ridden superhero or let's all join a team and fight crime thing. Um, now, I know that, okay. like I said, this is, this is a lot like Hellboy. I mean, did Migno- Mike Magnola have a lot of influence on
4: that? Uh, you know, strangely, no, he didn't. Um, the, Brian, the, the idea started with Brian Clevenger, the writer, uh, oh, 10 years ago. Yeah. And it's changed drastically since then, but um, he had never, he obviously, he knew Hellboy. No one doesn't, no one who wants to, who knows anything about comics does not know Hellboy, but he'd never actually read Hellboy. Um, I don't think he'd even seen the movies before. And when we first met, and he's telling me all about it, I'm like, well, this sounds like Hellboy, and then this sounds like the BPRD, and then this is blah, blah, blah. But really looking at it, um, the the only real influence Hellboy had was on my art when I was first drawing, because when I first started doing comics, my comic collection had shrunk drastically over the years because I wasn't really reading comics anymore. Um, Even though I loved the medium, there was just nothing that I knew of going on that I was interested in. So all I had left was a couple of Hellboy comic books um, because I just – I love Mike's work. So literally as I was trying to figure oh. out how to draw sequential artwork, I was looking at Hellboy comics, which is a horrible way to teach yourself sequential artwork because Magnola does things the way Magnola oh. does, and it only works for Magnolas. So, you know, he's like a, he's <laughs> yeah. an anomaly within – Yeah, it's basically just poor 95%
6: blacks. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> –
4: Exactly, uh, yeah exactly exactly. But, following but up on
3: but
6: strangely, what,
3: following up on what X was saying, yeah, there's been a, a, a creative sea change in uh, the way universes are created now. and mm. And the sea change has been uh, let's take and create a whole new universe to now, let's create an alternate history. That has one foot in people and places and things that we know, and another foot somewhere on Phobos.
4: Yeah, and it's It's like it's it's not so much a new idea, really. I I guess I I see what you're saying, where it's a new trend in comics. But and obviously, I can only speak for us on our book. But everything in Robo is directly inspired by the things that we grew up with as kids it's indiana jones it's the Ghostbusters. it's buckaroo bonsai
2: yeah.
4: uh it's the rocketeer it's men in black it's these it's all these movies that were just what you were saying where there's there's one foot in the world of that we live in and one world in, one foot in the world of the fantastic
3: right uh, right
4: right you, you know planetary is another great example of a, a comic that does that
3: outstanding example of that
4: yeah which but finally I mean, wrapped what, what, up so I can finally get the last trade paper back.
3: What's happened is that there have been a number, both in the novels, in the comics, in graphic novels, of alternate history that have just done a terrific, terrific job of, of, of bridging that that fantasy, science fiction, reality... God damn! Where are my flying cars? Whole routine. <laughs> <laughs> it, it all, yeah, it all just yeah. plays in so beautifully, and and one of the things that I like about Atomic Robo more than anything else is the names and events that just pop up. <laughs>
4: yeah, uh, yeah. Those are the things that are actually the most fun, and it's, it's weird because we didn't set out specifically to do that, but. It just kind of keeps happening. Um, people had a really good response to the one of the first issues we did that had uh, Carl Sagan in it and, and a little Stephen Hawking's uh, cameo, which we oh, thought yeah. would just be, you know, we're so – because, uh, you know, we're science nerds and, and we love those guys and um, we just thought it would be fun to put our kind of science – even though, you know, we're doing a book that basically destroys real science, but, you know, it, it's – it's an homage in a weird way to people like that. So we thought we'd throw them in there and it'd be, if we were, we'd be lucky if two or three people got the joke. And it turns out a lot of people got the joke. Um, so we Your just kind of run are with it. I mean,
1: than you thought.
4: some of them are, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
4: <laughs> <laughs> and it's just kind of, yeah, it's just kind of gone from there. We, um, it's kind of more fun to put in the real, the real stuff. Like, Wikipedia is the greatest thing to happen to us creatively because we can just look up weird stuff in there. And, you know, there's so much strangeness in the real world that if you just push it a little bit, suddenly it works perfectly fine in our reality. Um, Jack, uh, Jack Parlance is another great example. He was a, a rocket scientist, literally, he was a rocket scientist, but he was also a big lover of the occult and, and whatnot. Oh, and so it only, mean, it only made Person. sense. I'm sorry, Parsons. Yeah, I, mean, I said Parlance, didn't I? Uh, Parsons, yeah. yeah, it yeah, totally yeah. Made he's sense a whole to, different to, guy. <laughs> totally, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jack Parlin's. he's the actor with the gritty... He's like always gritting his teeth, isn't he? He was in the... Uh, yes. yeah, anyway. Yeah, he the one it. with the
3: push oh, push-ups. At the, uh, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, 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 yeah. I think I just watched... <laughs> yeah, I just watched... Uh, what did I just watch with him? It? it was an old, old movie. Uh, Attack, I think it was called. I forgot it. Um... <laughs> So it was just—it just—it just made sense to turn that guy, the, the rocket scientist, not the actor, <laughs> into you know a techno wizard in Robo's world, and you know it's, it's just fun to tweak things like that, putting Lovecraft and, and Charles Fort into the the Cthulhu story. Uh, it's just nice. yeah, it's yeah. just a blast. Nice. We need to get uh. Nice. We we were trying to figure out how to get uh Neil Tyson uh oh, nuts. <laughs> I'm blanking on his last name on a live show. Damn it. Uh, he's the director of the Hayden Planetarium now. He's a, an astrophysicist, um, Degrassi, Male Tyson Degrassi. There we go. Um, he's like the 21st century Carl Sagan kind of a thing. So we're trying to figure out how to work him into our story, and you know, either like show him as a young action scientist in the early 80s or something like that. It's just fun. Scientists with scientists with guns are just a hoot. I mean, it's just it's hard to go wrong. Oh so,
3: yeah, yeah, it's very difficult. You know.
6: <laughs> I've got your uh, first uh, trait of Atomic Robo right here. I'm looking at your your little foreword. And the last thing you write is, this book is for my dad. Thank you for showing me Forbidden Planet, Body Snatchers, War of the Worlds, and all the rest. I'm sure mom wouldn't have approved. (laughs) You know, I can agree with that statement so much. And Ma, I know you're listening. And uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, but I was watching Creature Double Feature when you thought I was out playing in the backyard.
1: Weren't
3: we all? No, actually, uh, my dad, (laughs) uh, for my fifth birthday, gave me the entire Edgar Rice Burroughs Mars and Venus series. Oh, nice. Wow. Which had just
6: come out the year before, right? That's right, you <laughs> smartass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bazinga! <laughs> Whoa. Uh, uh, and that's how we roll here on Science. <laughs>
3: Bazinga!
1: <laughs> I am such a science happy right now. It's all
6: good. Nice. He's more yeah,
1: geneticists than astrophysicists, yeah. I think. Yeah.
6: But, I mean, that's what I really like about Atomic Robo. It's a celebration of all the fun elements of sci-fi and science fact. You yeah. Know, you know, it's why I'm just so happy that this series is doing well and it continues to do well. And I'm just, you know, I wish you all the success with this.
4: Oh, well, thanks. It's wonderful. Science yeah. Yeah, I think. Too much yeah, really, we wanted to. <laughs> one of the things we wanted to get away from or that just drove us nuts and drove us away from comics in the nineties was just all the, the dark grittiness and the angstiness. And and, yeah, everyone had to be an anti-hero somehow and everyone had to be tortured. I know it's like, Oh, crying out loud. It's it's just, uh, it just drove us nuts. And it it gets, it was too melodramatic. And for a comic, for a a superhero comics to become too melodramatic, I mean, that's hard to do. I mean, these are people in underwear having big, (laughs) you know, capes, having big, Major, you know, emotional and physical events every single day. So for that to for that to reach a level where you can't, where it turned us off was was kind of a feat because it was already way up there on the on the, the intensity level of everything. But yeah, they managed to do it, and we we just kind of wanted to get away from it. It it yeah. it's kind of it's kind of like uh, you know, like ghost if Ghostbusters if if the Ghostbusters had been these hardcore. Super tough guys fool themselves, thinking they're the, the the cat's pajamas. It would have not have been a good movie, but the fact that they're a bunch of bumbling idiots is what makes it a good movie and, and makes them. it' what makes them enjoyable heroes, you know.
6: Well, now speaking of which, uh, that was some other news this week. I guess. Oh, um, you
3: don't, don't, don't. You're not gonna. You're not gonna say
6: it. I am gonna say it. So apparently, oh. Bill Murray's character for Ghostbusters Three will be a ghost is bill murray's
3: character is killed in the first 10 minutes of the film
4: oh oh this and that's actually technically it's ghostbusters 4 because the video game they released last year was ghostbusters
3: that's true you're you're absolutely right oh yeah yeah. uh, i still haven't played it but i hear people say it was excellent yeah you (laughs) know what
4: it's the game itself like the game mechanics and the gameplay is not that good and in parts it's amazingly frustrating but the writing is so—it it, it is the screenplay for Ghostbusters 3. So the writing and the interaction between the actors is just so good. You don't care that when you try to go left, the character—you know—the guy runs right. Um, and <laughs> oh,
6: mechan- I'm sure you care.
4: <laughs> well, sometimes you, you, you know—you just you play it on easy and you enjoy it for the story. Um, and the mechanics for the for the positron gliders and stuff is really cool. But um, yeah, it was it was really really well done. Um, there was a mechanic that made it really excellent like you got yeah. experience you know you like in every game you get experience points and level up whatnot but you start to lose you're you're penalized for doing too much collateral damage so it's kind of like you're running your own little ghostbusters franchise and you don't want to destroy the hotel while you capture the ghost because mm-hmm. then you know your profit margin shrinks drastically <laughs>
6: <laughs> uh, <you know>.
4: nice. <laughs> it was uh, a cool. there's a lot of little quirky cool things in it that made it all well you know all worthwhile
3: Awesome. Yeah, uh, Sigourney Weaver was doing an interview and kind of let the cat out of the bag, and then uh, Bill Murray we, this week confirmed it.
2: He
3: said, the only way I'm going to do the film is if they kill me in the first 10 minutes, and they said, yeah, they will.
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's not good. That's like, that's like when you put George Lucas in charge of Star Wars. Look what you get, the prequels. You shouldn't let... <laughs> 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 Bill, Bill's gotten a little too big for his britches if he's making those kind of demands. Yeah. You know.
3: But he stays through the rest of the movie as, as evidently as a ghost.
6: <laughs> oh
1: uh, well we'll see how it goes, I guess.
4: Yeah.
6: And they can be... do a live action version of the funky phantom or something. <laughs>
3: oh, well
1: speaking of Ghostbusters, I think all the Ghostbusters movies actually two of them just hit Hulu.
4: Yeah, they do. You can
1: watch them in full length, I believe, online on Hulu. Oh nice. Yeah. It's a Valentine's Day special, I guess.
4: Although, I got to be honest, the second Ghostbusters movie, it's really not worth seeing more than once. I mean, they save the day oh. with love. Come on. <laughs> that's a little, like too, that, that's uh, a little too happy hand-holding
6: oh, for me. I like it. See, that goes back to watching more than one episode of Human Target. It's like, eh, you know. <laughs> Yes. I saw first Ghostbusters, that
3: goes, and I was great. Wait a minute, that goes back to watching five seasons of Smallville
6: for two hours worth of good stuff. (laughs) Ah, ah, But but you forget my lifeline, sir. After every episode of Smallville, I get to talk to my grandmother. (laughs) My grandmother who says, you are taking me to see 300 my grandmother, who who (laughs) tells me, he's like, What the hell is this crap we're watching? And describe the DC universe to me. (laughs) Every week it's like, okay, Kandor is a city in a bottle. Checkmate is this organization. And she goes, well, they're terrible and they suck and they can't do anything right. And And it's like, (laughs) God, I love this woman. (laughs) Uh, Without that, no, no, I would have given up long ago. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely absolutely it's the only thing worth doing with that situation yeah yeah well it certainly wasn't for the mag- magnificent career of tom welling <laughs> <laughs> now scott you're yes,
3: also sir. going to be at uh boston comic-con
4: oh yes absolutely in april mm-hmm. you
3: doing anything special there you're just going to be hanging around uh doing pictures of doc- dinosaur for anyone who needs
4: them. Yeah, for anyone who might, for all their dinosaur needs, yes. Um, <laughs> and we I have dinosaur
1: needs.
4: Apparently everyone in geekdom has dinosaur needs. I'm not sure where talking, talking dinosaurs fit in, in the great, like, zombie robot monkey, you know, power, power structure of comic book Monster things. Most have awesome. brains. Who yeah. Knows? So, I, I, yeah, I don't know if anything's going on. I heard, um, Someone mentioned panel to me a while ago, but I haven't really heard anything about it, so maybe there'll be a panel. Maybe I'll just be sitting at my table. Well, for... we'll be sitting at our table and, uh, <laughs> you know. Actually, I should say standing at my table. I broke my tailbone, so I'm not sitting anywhere. Oh, no.
2: Now?
6: <laughs> now. Yeah. You're going to stand through an entire convention?
4: I've been standing oh. for the last three weeks, so <laughs> you, don't, you don't have a little
1: donut pillow?
4: I do, I do, have, the, I do have the donut pillow, Yeah. Yeah, I uh I got that was kind of fun. I got to run into the pharmacy and like really loudly be like, Ah, I got the roids. where do you keep those cushions? I asked <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yes>. leading Fisher. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Did. Okay, so much for today's PG rating. We're still doing good.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, I you know I meant to ask you about that before we started. Yeah, know, fine, good. We,
1: we lose it. it every week. Oh, okay. Like uh, swears or makes a reference. It's usually lunch? me, so Yeah,
3: thank god no, it's usually me. Who are you kidding?
1: <laughs> I think I said boob. I think that was the first one tonight.
3: That's
6: true. Sorry. No, you're <laughs> not. Nice try. I'm really uh, not. Okay. So Scott, yeah. uh, there's something on your website, <laughs> lousy vampires. Please uh, explain.
4: Ah, yeah. uh, that's a good question. Hang on. <laughs> um, yeah, they're just one of our many, uh, one of our many forum uh, forums. Sorry, blog topics. Uh, we hate so, vampires, basically. <laughs> so
3: so uh, how many uh, how many blog posts have you written about uh, Twilight?
4: Uh, you know, I don't, just one, I think, in relation to my, my daughter, who's nine, who thinks Edward Cullen is the best, of course. Oh my uh, God. Yeah, who had, to, who had to wake me up in the middle of the night because we got her the, the Edward Cullen and whatever the girl's name is, the Barbie versions of them for Christmas. Oh Lord! Oh so Lord. I'm, lay- I'm laying in bed, and for some reason, little girls always strip their Barbies naked. So I got woken up <laughs> to be informed.
5: How did you find out that secret?
4: And, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I never quite understood that, but now that she's playing with them, it's like there's naked Barbies everywhere. But <laughs> yeah, she she wakes us up, and she's like, "Edward Cullen's butt is sparkly." <laughs> <laughs> That's good, dear. <laughs> <The best. laughs> that is the best. Uh. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I don't. I don't quite. I, I actually. I do. As much as I dislike Twilight, I understand Twilight. My, my wife put it into perspective for me. You know, it's a book written for 12 to 15 year old girls. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like Edward Cullen. He's one step up from a horse. He's big and sexual, but safe, just like a horse. You know, but. <laughs> He's not like he's not like the captain of the football team who's gonna slip a roofie in your drink and then try and get away with something later, you know. So he's like he's so
3: you it. say. <laughs> yeah.
5: you think of it. Yeah,
3: <laughs> come on.
5: Like a well, horse, huh? <laughs> <Like a horse. laughs> They're too, you know.
4: <laughs> well, so yeah, it's horses, sparkly, <laughs> van- horses, sparkly vampires, and then real boyfriends after that, I guess. <laughs>
3: You know, I've I've always been a little concerned with uh, things like Edward Cullen, the last good vampire that I saw. You know, I- I'm sorry, but the last good Dracula was
4: Frank Langella.
5: Yes, <laughs> God, yes. <clears>
4: that name was yeah. beautiful. But you know, my wife I just read. a good read. For her.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> My wife just read vamp, uh, not vampire. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula and she really enjoyed it. It's absolutely nothing like the very enjoyable movie, but it's zero. It has nothing in common with it. Oh, of course um, not. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. She, she, it's, she said it was, it was genuinely creepy and he was, oh. you know, he was, he was what a vampire should be, which is this horrible predator undead thing, you know, but it's been, uh, ever since Anne Rice, they've been kind of, yeah, a little froofy. Yeah. I don't know.
6: You know, it's funny you mentioned that, um, I was once um at a at a Pittsburgh Comic-Con talking with Neil Vokes talking about uh the original concept of Dracula. Oh yeah. And I was telling him I was like, "You know, there was a my wife has this uh, black and white comic they they did it as he's described in the original Bram Stoker novel. He's got this mm-hmm. big bushy mustache, he's got this long hair, he's a total bastard and he does all this stuff and I, if I could ever I, I just can't think of who did that. I'd love to, to get those signed. And Neil's just like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. I was like, you're kidding me. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, like, well, sir, my hat's up
4: to you. Let me get those. Okay. Uh, you know, if, if you like the original uh, Dracula, I believe the original European novel uh, about vampires, I think it was, it's called "Venny the Vampire." Like it's a retarded title, but oh. it came. Oh, Varney, Varney by- the Vampire. Varney, Varney, Varney. There you go, Varney. Yeah, and it's actually if you Google it, um, maybe you can Google it and add to your show notes. But uh, a fantastic artist named Dave Flora is doing um, an illustrated version of it online. Um, Dave Dave also did uh, does a couple of really awesome comics. Is a uh, Ghost Zero, which is this fantastic pulp uh, story. And Doc Monster, which is this 1950s alien invader is kind uh, of, oh. awesome. he was on Zuda. for. I think he had uh, Doc Monster on Zuda, if I recall. Um, but he, he's an amazing artist. And his stories are just, if you love that kind of things that are inspired by, but not ripping off the old school kind of pulps and B-movies and stuff like that, uh, his stuff is just fantastic. So Scott, but, I
1: have a quick question for you. Yeah. You are one of our most technically savvy guests ever
4: well Mm. man, that's really sad but okay (laughs) (laughs) tell me about it
1: so i've actually found and, and this surprised and dismayed me that um a lot of science fiction artists authors fans not very technically savvy be that as it may there's a lot of new distribution methods for um comic books including you know iphone ipad oh yeah android phones what what do you think about that what are your thoughts
4: I think they're fantastic. Um, We lucked out in that we were approached early on uh, by iVerse and then Comixology about putting Robo on the iPhones. Mm -hmm. And while I have no specific data to to back this up, just because I I, always it's hard to get for some reason it's very hard to get hard data uh, for us anyway. But it seems like our trade. Uh, sales really picked up as the comic became available on the iPhone, and I keep meeting people at uh, shows who are like, well, I read your comic on my iPhone, and now I want to buy the trade paperback and whatnot. So it seems like it's a great, it's a great way to uh, to get people actually who wouldn't normally buy comics to buy comics because the price point is so, it's so easy to get in, and a lot of issues are for free or they're 99 cents. You know, and, you talk- is,
3: and isn't it interesting that you know, once they buy it in electronic
4: form... They want it in print. They want it in print. Yeah. 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 I've, I've run into... Uh, I, don't know, I don't know how uh, Chris feels about it, but I've, I've met other retailers who are like, oh, who hate it because they see it as competition, and I see it as something that's going to bring people to your store to buy stuff. Or if you're, if you're in the position of most people, I mean, I, I forget what the number is, but there really aren't that many comic book shops left in the country. You know, we, we're, we're lucky that we live in an area... It's densely populated. The whole, you know, the whole northeast. Right. So there's a, so to us, it seems strange that there wouldn't be a comic book shop because there's always been one or two or three or four. I mean, I can think of four that are within easy driving distance of me here in New Hampshire. Um, and New Hampshire is right. like a wasteland. You know, it's more trees than anything. Sure. Um, and you know, New York, uh, when I visit there, there's two or three comic shops that i got to go to every time and say hi and whatnot. But you know, if you're living out in the middle of America where there isn't a shop, that you can get to, then the iPhone is a great way to find it and get exposed to it that way.
3: Oh, I think by the, the th- way, th- uh, we have a winner. Yes,
1: oh. we do. Empress Sith.
3: Empress Sith came up with... It was Beepo the Super Monkey. Uh, beep <laughs> By the way, Supergirl's horse was Comet, her cat was Streaky, and Superman's dog was Crypto in case you were wondering. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Woo! Our hats off to you. Going.
0: <laughs> and you I are... Do remember the horse? What? anybody remember the horse? Supergirl had a horse, too. Yeah,
1: hey, I said yeah. hey, Comet.
4: Comet. Comment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. She, me- she mentioned that, yeah. I don't yeah know. Hey,
3: you are the winner of Killer of Demons, the trade paperback by Scott. And we'll be throwing in a couple other little things with that too. Awesome! Because you're a wonderful listener, and we love the fact that you knew it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I love I love the listeners who take our trivia question and go, Psh, "That was easy." Here, are like eight more facts.
2: <laughs>
3: they're so cute.
1: Yeah, I
2: just
1: yeah. Last last
3: week it was funny because we had uh, we did a Philip K. Dick retrospective last week. <laughs> okay, and uh, it was it was. Kind or of, did we <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: exactly oh. and two of, the, two of the trivia questions got like no response and the third one was kind of like ooh so it was that was we had so many listeners and so many people catching us up on Podpeats for that one Yeah. and for this one uh, it's uh, God we love you out there guys we love you, keep listening to us By the way, you can see Scott on Sunday March 14th at the Granite Con in Nashville, New Hampshire on Saturday and Sunday, April 11th and 12th at Boston Comic Con in Boston
1: You can also see Chris there too as well, can't
3: you? Yes indeed Yeah, you can actually We we figure you'll be there and you can see us there there as well Absolutely And I do believe you have some plugs that we have
6: to throw in because we're running desperately short of time there. That's X, true. It's but, all yours. Uh, well, first of all, on the coming up calendar, uh, next week's show, we're going to be talking to game designer and educator Bill McEntee. Woohoo! Uh, February 27th, we'll talk to Steve Leterry of SciFinal.com, a website devoted to new sci fi on the web. Uh, March 6th, we'll talk to author and uh, White Wolf game designer David Niall Wilson. Cool. And just confirmed on March 20th, Michael Dougherty, who is the head of the Firefly movie, Brown Coats the Movie. Uh, we do want to oh, say...
3: Looking forward to that one.
6: Yeah, no kidding, huh? uh sci-fi saturday night is the official podcast of the boston comic-con uh where you can meet the cast of sci-fi saturday night this april 10th and 11th check out our guest list at the comic-con.com sci-fi saturday night is also the official podcast of comic art house your source for original comic book artwork go talk to bob and kim shaw at comicarthouse.com for the best deals on your favorite artists and while we are not the official podcast we're really really do like double midnight comics and collectibles so go to pmcomics.com <laughs> for all your comic book needs
4: they are my like friendly that. local comic <laughs> shop yeah mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> for my area 51 it's been
3: our pleasure to have you with us again tonight i am the dome kriana from the Hellmouth at uh, the alston brighton nexus thank you so yeah. much
2: <laughs>
3: and from four color vault, vault comics in manchester new hampshire Thank you, illustrator X and Dead Redhead.
5: Stay creepy. Mm,
3: stay mansquito. <laughs> <laughs> and from Erie, Indiana, thank you, Java, for joining us once again. Bravi, bravissimo, everyone. Good job. Hey.
6: bravissimo.
3: <laughs> Scott, it's been a pleasure having you with us. Thank you so and much.
4: Thanks for having me, guys.
3: And Chris, Chris, we'll see you again in a couple of weeks, and we'll yeah, talk more down. about we we'll talk about uh, GraniteCon. Sure thing. This is, is the this. dome saying. Um, what were all those animals doing in the city of Candor anyway? Good night, everybody.